Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Elder Geeks Game Club. This is episode number 19. My name is Steve Wilkinson, and with me, as always, is Phil Summers. Phil, how are you doing tonight? Great. How are you? I'm doing very well. And with us, as always, also is Randy Asinchek, owner-editor of ElderGeek.com. Randy, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I can't believe that we're on episode 19 already. I know. That's kind of crazy. We're going away from 20. We're uh, coming up on the one year, actually, doing this every other week. I think June will wow. be, be hitting the one year mark of when we when we first started uh, producing these. So wow. that's pretty cool. We're a week late Very this time exciting. around. Uh, sorry to everyone who maybe, I don't know, was expecting an episode last week. Uh, some real life stuff came up for all three of us, actually. And we just decided <laughs> we tried to figure out a way to do it last week and uh, it just didn't work out. So we decided just to push the whole show back a week. And here we are. So thank you for bearing with us. Uh, this time around, we played the game Alter Ego, uh, which is an indie game. It's free uh, currently. Well, free on most platforms. Um, it's yeah. <laughs> uh, Thanks. Dante, I just got a distracting message from someone. From that bitch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, what do you mean when it was free on most platforms? Well, it's available for Windows Phone as well, and you have to pay for it on Windows Phone. Only a oh, that actually makes sense. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring up my point later about that. Yeah. So, but right. but the version we played was free. Uh, you can go to all the Retro Souls website and play it uh, right. You can download it right there. Uh, there's also a ROM version, but we'll we'll get into all that. So, uh, Phil, if you want, why don't you uh, take away the alter ego information section? Sure. So, alter ego is a retro style single screen platformer uh, developed by Retro Souls. So. This game kind of has a bit of a crazy history. It was originally created for the ZX Spectrum in 2011. So it was made for this old platform only a year ago as a new game, right? So then it got ported to uh, the NES, which was done by a guy that goes by the name of Shiru. Or I guess I'm saying, am I saying that properly? Uh, Shiru or Shiru, I guess. One One or the other. Yeah. So... Shiru, um, well, actually, I I meant this. I, this I should have looked into. So Retro Souls is pretty much this guy, uh, Dennis Grashev. Um, I'm assuming he did the ZX port. I mean, the ZX version, and had nothing to do with the Windows one. I should have double checked that. Any uh, clue on that, Steve? No. Uh, I think he did both. I'm pretty sure he, <laughs> he did, did both. Yeah, I think he did the Windows version as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's the original, the, the guy. He created the yeah, game. He, so. Yeah, it's his game. So what happened was this guy, Sheru, he wanted to test if C was a viable option to, to develop NES games. So what he set out to do was port Alter Ego because he just wanted something that was like a simple game that I guess was fairly recent and it was free, so it's like something he could copy with permission. You know, he asked Dennis for permission to make this port uh so that's what he set out to do it took him about 10 days and it actually turned out to not be as much as a port job as he thought it was because he had to essentially recreate everything Hmm. i guess he kept all the level design so all the design was already thought out but he still needed to recreate all the graphics and you know relay out all the levels and whatnot uh for the soundtrack since the zx1 didn't have a soundtrack he outsourced it to a guy that goes by the name of kulor or kolor I always say these names wrong. I am terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, his real name is uh, Richard Ar- Armijo. 
Oh, there we go. So it's yeah. probably he's probably just spelling color in a in a funny way. Yeah, I think that's just yeah. like his his handle or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um so the project was successful for him. He um he thought C greatly reduced the amount of code needed for you know working on a NES game, which is crazy to me that like today someone wants to make a NES game. And you know what you could do with this game is there are I guess like these flash cartridges you could buy for the nest that you can load up with ROMs. So you could put this game onto one of those things and play it on your, you know, on your old nest. It would work on it, which I think is pretty nifty. Yeah. Or, or like if you have a, an emulator or whatever run on right. your PC, you right. can just load it into that and play it that way. Yes. So, uh, as Steve pointed out, it was also released on windows phone seven, um, for Fair, a fairly recently too i think like within the last like two months or so it was released. oh really yeah yeah like beginning of this year wow all right so so this is yeah all recent stuff uh so the soundtrack's cool because originally uh richard wrote it you know using uh i think famitracker for the nes which is all you know it's has to work on the nes console and then for the windows port he, you know, updated the music. It still has that cool, like, chip sound to it. But, you know, it's obviously can't be reproduced on a NES. So the game, the main mechanic is you kind of flip places with your alter ego. So as you, say, you climb down a ladder, there's, like, a shadow of yourself across the screen. He may not be climbing down the ladder because there might not be a ladder across the screen, but he's going down with you, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and then what you can do is you can swap places with him at any time. Yeah, and if you have never, uh, for people listening who haven't seen the game or, or, or don't know what it looks like, it's a one-screen kind of a platform puzzle game, I guess, would be a good way to put it. It's very similar uh, in look to, like, the original Mario Brothers, where everything just, or, or like, Donkey Kong, or, or yeah. game, where everything is just on the screen. You don't scroll off the screen mm -hmm. or anything like that, but it's 2D. Right. And then you collect little uh, pixels, and then, you know, if you collect all the pixels, you advance to the next stage. Um, to kind of keep it difficult and you know keep some uh, make the you know the puzzle element of it is you have a limited number of swaps that you can do with the other character um, and you know that pretty much describes the game as it is um, so retro souls they also put out a spiritual sequel called 8-bit nights and that's available for five dollars on Desura which is a digital distribution system, and they also have a demo available for that too. Hmm. And they kind of, there's a similar mechanics. I didn't play it, Steve. I know you played that demo, but I guess the, you, I guess you don't swap with another character. The screen flips. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, you don't. I yeah, I'm going back a week or so from when I played it, but yeah, you don't you don't switch like you do an alter ego. Yeah, you're exactly right. The the whole screen kind of has this crazy effect where it just flips around. And so it's basically the same idea. It's just executed a little differently. And that version also supports the 360 controller, which is nice because the uh, the Alter Ego game doesn't support any controllers yeah, natively. Yeah, not that it's overly complex. I mean, you're just using the keys and yeah. space bar or whatever it is to, to swap. It is very, very I don't even think platforming, you... very, very light puzzle solving. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think you jump, right? There's not even a jump button if nope. I'm no. remembering correctly. Yeah. So our thoughts on Alter Ego. Uh, who who wants to take it away? I'll go first. Go sure. Go ahead. Uh, we always we always kind of like clamor away as to who that was going to go first. So I'm going to balls up and go. <laughs> All right, go ahead. The um, 
when you had said earlier that it was it was originally done for phone, and I I had not known that when I went in to start playing this because when I was playing the game, I like I got to the third level or so, and then my control stopped responding, and it, and it was a dumb mistake on my own behalf. It was because I didn't notice the counter on the lower right hand side of the screen showing how many swaps I could do. Uh, okay, and I was like okay. hammering my space bar to make it you know <laughs> flip, and I'm like, why isn't this working? So I went into the options to find out the controls of the game, and right in the game options it says, drag your finger around at the top left side of the screen to move uh-huh. and tap a button to swap your hero. And I'm like, I am not touching my screen with my finger, game. What are you talking about? <laughs> Makes oh, sense that's now. interesting. Yeah, that does make sense. And you, it's funny that you raised the point about the box in the corner. I thought I noticed that box, but I thought that box was very annoying. Like, sometimes it would cover It got in the things. way a lot, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, and that was like that's actually like really my only big complaint with the game because the other versions, the ZX and the NES one, uh, you have like your counter is up and away. It's out. Oh, it's off the screen. You know, there's there actually is like a slight HUD, which mm-hmm. kind of helps it. Like, you know, they have like a title of the stage and that those versions actually have an amount of lives that you have. Um, you have like infinite lives in the the PC one, but. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Randy. I, no, I could agree. I think that the the counter for where the the swaps went felt a little bit like an afterthought to me. But otherwise, for a free game, I thought this was a lot of fun. It was, uh, you know, the 2D animations were quirky, but, you know, identifiable. You knew exactly what was a good guy and what was a bad guy. And without too much direction, you understood exactly that you could touch the pink ones and only your shadow self could touch the, the blue hollow looking ones. You know, mm-hmm. every, everything kind of made perfect sense. Um, and I know that the two games don't share a lot of similarities, um, aside from the fact that they're old eight bit X, you know, eight bit style games. This game really reminded me a lot of Gyromite. Um, even though Gyromite was more, you kind of, wasn't Gyromite more about you interacting with the environment because the Mr. Do was sleeping or whatever the hell his name was. He was sleepwalking or some crap. Uh, I, I actually, yeah, I've never played Gyro Might, believe it or not. I never played with a Rob the Robot, which I've always wanted to. <laughs> I, you know what? That shocks me. If anybody had a Rob the Robot, I would have figured it would have been you. No, no, no Rob the Robot. I do want one, <laughs> even though it's a giant pile of crap. <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there was always just, there was just something about this that reminded me of, of Gyro Might. Um, but I thought the, the music was great on the yeah. windows. Uh, the music was fantastic. The puzzles were actually really challenging from time to time like i would i would go through these these stretches where i could nail like three or four puzzles in a row and then i would be stuck on a on on the fourth one or so Mm -hmm. and i would just be pounding my head yeah i still have to walk away from the game and come back and and realize how i was being stupid yeah i had i had the exact same exactly what you just described happened to me many times (laughs) did you guys finish it did you guys I did not. I, I didn't, didn't get a chance to. No, I, I made it about. I made it. What's there? Forty levels? Forty or fifty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I made. I made it into the twenties. I was somewhere in the mid twenties. I don't remember which one. I'm I was stuck up on thirty-three. Really? Yep. Oh, it took me about an hour. I got through it pretty quickly, actually. You, you whooped my time by a lot then. Because yeah. I, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. When you actually told me that you only spent an hour on it, I was like, I must be some kind of dullard because I cannot <laughs> figure this out for the life of me. I was like, oh, yeah, it was kind of like, yeah, about the same amount for me. Some, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually terrible at puzzle games, so I don't know what happened there. But It is it is a good puzzle <laughs> game. I would actually recommend this to people who like 
who like puzzle or specifically portal. There's something very portal esque about this game as well. This, you know, duality of, of location kind of thing. That's true. Yeah. I didn't really think of that, but yeah, that's a good point. But, uh, you know, for free, you really can't beat it. It's, it's a nice game. My only, my only other complaint aside from the, the counter feeling a little bit like an afterthought was, um, and, and this isn't really even a complaint about the game. This is this is more about style, and this is about style of people making 8-bit games and stuff now. A lot of times when people make 8-bit games or, or 2D side-scrolling games, I almost feel a lot of times that they over-retroize it. Mm-hmm. D- does that make sense? Like, thinking back on the NES era, I can't think of any games that actually looked this simple, you know? there There was a big graphical leap between... Atari 2600 and the NES and these types of games feel like they fall somewhere in between those two generations. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, some of the original Black Box NES games kind of have that look. Do they? I think so. I mean, if you look at like Excitebike and... Yeah, uh, you look at Excitebike, yeah, look at yeah. Donkey Kong, they kind of have that look. So, you know... I think that's it, what he was going bother, for. Right. It doesn't bother me too much. Yeah, especially with like the single screen stuff happening. Right. Or, I, or even yeah, Gyromite. <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, it's not it was not a complaint at all. It, it's not that's just all I kept thinking of was like, wow, they really went retro with this. Like one step more and I'd be I'd be on the Atari twenty six hundred kind of thing. You know? <laughs> well, I mean you kind of are. I mean the ZX Spectrum is, you know, yeah. <laughs> It's not making a game that looks as good as a NES, you know? So that's just, it's been ported from, from there, you know? Yeah. So kind of is worse than a NES. <laughs> but, you know, what they were aiming for. I'm, so. I'm ready for the, for the generation of retro uh, fans to start building games that look like they were off of the SNES, you know, era. That, that will really get me going. You get some of those once in a while. How yeah. about you think anybody's willing to make uh, a retro game based on, like, PS1 era? <laughs> no. No, that whole PS1 N64 era was, oh, that was like puberty for video games. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I don't want to get off on a tangent. People would probably kill me, but I'll (laughs) throw it out there right now. Worst era for video games. Even though there was a lot of really good games that came out during that time, but there are so many awkward games in that time period. Enjoyed enjoyed the shit out of it as it was happening to go back and play them, and not so much. Didn't age well. No, no. (laughs) <laughs> but all in all, if if uh, if somebody said put a dollar, you know, price tag on on alter ego, say it was on on Steam or Gamers Gamersgate, I would say a buck be perfect. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I agree. I I I really like this game a lot. Actually, I think this is probably of all the games we've done in nineteen episodes, I would put this in the top <laughs> in the top four or five. Wow. As far as games. Yeah, I really like this a lot. I I think it's a cool game. One thing I kept thinking, and I know Phil and I talked about this uh, a week or so ago over IM, is as I was playing it, I was thinking, man, I would love to see this on the 3DS. Like, it just felt like a game that, uh, even more so uh, Ape at Nights, because of the way the screen flips, that effect, I think it would, on the 3DS, would work really well. Or even any handheld, really. The Vita or or PSP or whatever. I I think this is a game that would do really well on one of those systems as as maybe like a a 3DS Wear title or a a PSN title that you could download and play on on the Vita or the PSP. I I think this game would do great, um, honestly. Because I think it's a really neat puzzle game. I think it's a cool idea. Um, I think he executed it really well. Like you guys were saying, the controls are really good. Everything just made sense. Like it's a game I've never played before, but it just 
like you know like realizing how many swaps i had like i didn't know that going into it but it just kind of clicked after a couple tries when i realized that uh you know, I was out of them and I couldn't do it anymore. Uh, right. Eventually, like for like for you, Randy, it eventually clicked for me that oh, that's what's going on. Or you yeah, know, it's then not re- the game being stupid, it's me being stupid. <laughs> right, right, and and then like figuring out you know that you're there was like a level where you start out and it's got the orb that you can get and the orb that your uh, shadow, your alter ego can get. Did we just lose one of you guys? No, I'm here. No, we're here. Okay, cool. Sk- sk- I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Skype made a funny sound. That's why I thought someone disconnected. Um. There was a level that started out, and like right away, there was an orb that you could get, and an orb that your uh, your alter ego could get, and it was the first time that that ever happened in the game. But the way it was set up was so that as soon as you move, pretty much each of your characters gets their orb, and it that, right. like right there teaches you that that's what's going on. So you know, because at first it wasn't like they were way off the screen or anything like that, and you're like, well, what's the blue one for? You know, I've never seen that. So I thought it did a good job of just kind of like, not hand-holding, but just get quickly showing you what was going on so that you could just learn it and then keep playing the game. And then it got more challenging, you know? I thought right. that was really good, yeah, yeah. really smart execution. I'll say yeah, that this I mean, would make no... a really good office game. Like, you know, play during lunch breaks or, or just downtime at work. This would make a good office game because... There's not a lot of clicking involved, so it's not like you, your boss in the next room would hear any suspicious sounds coming from you. <laughs> um, but it's still it's still satisfying, you know. If you're tired of Bejeweled, I would recommend this one. Yeah, and, and it's pretty short, you know. Like if you're in the office, you know, you could play like a stage or two a day, and you'd probably be done by the end of the week, you know. It's not well. I guess you guys got a little stuck, but <laughs> if, if you don't get stuck, just shut yeah. up. <laughs> I was I was doing what you just exp- uh, what you just described, where I was only playing maybe like three or four levels at a time, and then I would step away from it and then come back to it the next day. And so I uh, and I did get stuck a couple times. I mean, yeah, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I uh, there was a couple times where I was banging my head against something, and and like Randy said, I would walk away from it for a couple hours, mm-hmm. and then I'd fire it up again, you know, and then and then get through that stage right away. Right, like something would click and it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Watching this on the YouTube version of it are going to be like, boy, Randy is some kind of idiot because he keeps doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the puzzle <laughs> to freaking solve itself. <laughs> That was me. That you're gonna see that. You're gonna see. And honestly, there will be points where you'll see the little character not moving at all. That'll be me, like drumming my finger on the desk, going like, "What the hell?" (laughs) Yeah. So I I think this is a great game. I I really do. I think this guy did a really nice job. And uh, I mean, it's free. So I mean, like you said, what I can't say anything about the price. I mean. He's just putting it out there for people. Uh, I would love to buy the Windows Phone 7 version if I had a Windows Phone 7, but I, I don't. So unfortunately, that's not going to happen for me. But uh, I would love to, you know, I, I, I hope that that he gets uh, some recognition and more success and that we see more stuff from him show up in other places. Um, because, like I said, I would love to play Retro, uh, Re- Alter Ego on, uh, on the 3DS. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you guys. I really liked it a lot, too. Like, I, you know, when I sat down to play it uh, the one afternoon, I was just kind of, um, you know, I just kind of wanted to play a few stages. And then before I knew it, like the whole thing went by and I thought, oh, this was a lot of fun. And then I didn't really have any interest in playing the NES version, but I just kind of wanted to check it out. And then I ended up playing through that, too. 
and that was about that's it's about half the length i think um so that was about 20 minutes and some of the puzzles were the same that actually has different stages uh so oh, okay so if you really liked it you know play the nest one there's some other stuff there uh and yeah i really like that one as well as i mean as far as complaints i mean i don't you know, again i don't really have much what i brought up earlier with randy but just the box you know the swap box is kind of in a bad position but um it's hard to complain about a free game but towards the end of the game they introduced new pixels that do different things mm-hmm. and you know they really took or he i keep saying they he really took the idea of the whole swap mechanic i mean you know it did everything he could with that. And towards the end, they introduced kind of new ones, and maybe he didn't go as far as he could have with those. But again, it's a free game, and it's you know only a hand, you know it's forty stages, and what's he going to do with it? But the new mechanics are there are I'm pretty certain it's a red pixel, and the way you grab those, I don't know if you guys got to these ones, but you have I to didn't. swap over top of it to pick it up. Right? Yeah, you have to swap over it to pick it up. Hmm. So as you switch, as you change paths they'll pick up those red ones and then there are yellow pixels which are like warp points and it's kind of they it's i don't want to say they randomly put you in a different spot you don't know where it's going to put you but if you grab it it's going to it's always going to put you in the same spot you just don't know where at that point in time Mm -hmm. um and it has those pixels and there may be another one that i'm forgetting about but anyway so it has some new mechanics that it introduces and maybe it doesn't do as much as those you know, as it, as it could have, but you know, for a free game, it was. I thought it was pretty awesome, and the music was great. I actually yeah. uh, ended up going to Ubik Tune when I, you know, found out they had the soundtrack, and I listened to it a few times because I thought it was awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, the music was really, really good, and that's cool that that they released it through uh, uh, Ubik Tune or however you say that. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ubik Tune's uh, awesome, by the way. You, should, you guys should just check out UbikTune.org because they just have good stuff. They just put out the new uh, Vert album too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, new Vert one. I listen to that. They always have good stuff there. Yeah, and it's always uh, pretty much always free too. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I guess you can. I'm pretty sure you can donate to all. Of I, them I yeah, with it. the with the new Vert album, I actually went to his Bandcamp page and and paid five bucks or whatever for the album just because he's a pretty cool guy and and uh, want to support him. But very cool. Yeah. So yeah, I I really liked it. I thought it was great and. You know, obviously, I liked it enough to where I, I played through it, and then I played through the Nest one. And you know, if they released like a a version on 3DS and it had some more stages, even on you know Steam or anything, and it had more stages, and you know, they kind of addressed some of you know the few minor complaints that I could see, you know, paying money for and and enjoying it. Yeah, especially if it has more music from the same uh, composer because I love the music. Yeah, he did a really really good job. I was I was very impressed by the music yeah it was awesome kind of some of it reminded me of um you guys familiar with tim fallon at all he did old old nest games like uh silver surfer which is like a terrible game but it has like really cool music oh yeah he's it kind of his the music kind of re- resembled that like uh look up on youtube if you get a chance uh the theme from i think it's pictionary on the NES. Mm-hmm. You, you would not suspect that Pictionary for the Nest would have this amazing <laughs> song, but it does. It's got an amazing Pictionary's fucking serious. <laughs> so look that up when you get a chance because it's awesome. I will do uh, that yeah. absolutely. 
So his music kind of reminds me of his stuff, and I, I really liked it. So gets my approval, gets the seal of approval. It's free. It's a dot. I, I mean, I was gonna say it's free. It's a dot. It's free. It's a short game, and I mean, just check it out. You really have nothing to lose. Yeah, if you like retro games, if I mean, yeah, I can't recommend this enough. I mean, it's it's great. It's a really good yeah, game. Right. And it, like you were saying, Steve, smart smart game design where you, there's never any like. When you first start, there's just a collect the pixels little note, you know. But after that, there's no more notes. Everything's kind of up to you. Uh, no tutorials or anything like that. So yeah, and and like even the puzzles that are challenging don't feel like unfair or anything. You're not no. like you're not. It's, it's usually something. It's you that just needs to kind of wrap your head around it. It's not like uh, something that's just impossible to do. Or, yeah, and you know that there, there's some kind of reassurance there without, you know, without having played anything from this guy before that you know that the level isn't broken, that there is definitely a way to finish it and you kind of mm-hmm. just have to power through it. There, you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. I that, and that's not speaking of things not being broken. I mean, it's worth noting that the, I didn't encounter any sort of like bugs or glitches Ooh. or any weird yeah, yeah. really mm-hmm. solid, well put together game. Um I thought it was awesome. I, I would definitely, like you said, if, if this was out in some way that I could pay money for it, I, I absolutely would uh, to play it. Yeah. If you're if you're watching this or listening to this on YouTube, I'll throw up a link below the video so you guys can actually check it out and download it. Some other uh, previous uh, Game Club games could probably take a lesson from this one. Yeah, I know, yeah right? seriously. <laughs> seriously, and those, are, and those are games that you have to pay money to play. You Who know? picked yeah. this one this week, by the way? Uh, me. I, Way I was, to go. You picked a winner. <laughs> it was recommended to me by, I don't even remember, actually. It's possible it was Dante, a regular uh, show person. I Someone recommended it. it was like, I, hey, you know what? I remember there was a, I think we were talking about this game months ago. Did uh, you do that, there was a There was a thread on NeoGAF about it, maybe like oh. like back in the fall. And I think we were looked at it and we said, oh, we should play this one on Game Club sometime. And oh, then okay. just, it kind of fell by the wayside for a few months and um, but yeah, I, I remember playing it back in like September, October, uh, from, from just like real quick. I think I downloaded the ROM version at work and, and because I was on a Mac and the, the only way I could play okay. it was to play it through an emulator. So, uh, yeah. yeah it's on the list. I mean, we have a list of game club games if, you know, just to keep, cause there's stuff that comes up that we might want to play. So, you know, we have a little list that we share with each other and this was on there for a while. So just got around to it. Cool. Yeah. Yep. And um, so, yeah, like I said, you should definitely check it out. And unfortunately, I don't think many people did check it out or if they did, they <laughs> they didn't leave any feedback uh, about it. Uh, you guys, if you're listening to this now and you didn't have a chance to play it or whatever before the show, definitely go check it out. I mean, it's like I said, it's it's free. It's really, really good. And uh, this guy deserves some credit, I think. Uh, oh, another thing I wanted to just point out before I get into the community stuff is, is uh, one thing that and you kind of touched on this in the way that you described it in the information, but just reading kind of like, you know, the story, the, uh, the guy, um, Richard on uh, Ubiktoon had posted kind of a, a little bit of a thing about it. And it just sounded really cool. Like these guys just, they were just kind of like hooking up and helping each other out, you know, to make this thing happen. Like, you know, it's, it started out with, uh, Dennis and then, and then Shiru and, it's just really cool to see like people just kind of like pitching in and, and doing a project like this with really no, I, you know, I don't know that there was any sort of uh, ambition for right. monetary gain or anything, obviously not since they put it out pretty much for free everywhere. Um, but uh, just cool to see that kind of yeah. collaboration go on and, and something this nice come from it. 
Yeah, what's neat is how even just the, the Nest port affected the eventual Windows one. Because if, you know, Dennis, if he made the ZX one and then Sherud did the Nest port, and he, one of his things is he was kind of didn't want to outsource the, the music, but he didn't, I guess he doesn't compose music or whatever. So it was kind of a, he kind of didn't want to, but he wanted it to have a soundtrack. And then he gets this guy to write music for it. And then eventually, I guess that guy that wrote the music comes back to Dennis and rescores the new version. So it's cool how. You know, even the port affected the guy's original work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So good job all around, everyone involved. Right. Really yeah. nice stuff. Very cool. So we did we did get the one and only community feedback was from Frank, <laughs> and uh, Frank. Frank always always bring in quality with his uh, comments. So uh, this time around, since we didn't have anyone else, I'm going to read. Usually, I have to the I have to post. I have to edit <laughs> Frank down a little bit because he 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 he's an overachiever. That guy. And uh, so usually to get everybody in, I, I cut it down. But uh, in this case, I'm going to give all three paragraphs, Frank. I'm going to read them <laughs> starting now. Uh, Frank said, uh, I nabbed the freebie version off their site and I'm playing it here and there on my desktop in the NES emulator. Uh, for some reason, I had trouble grasping the concept at first. I don't know why. Like I knew what I had to do, but my brain just wasn't in gear. I don't blame the game for this. I blame my stupid self. I think it was because I was expecting my alter ego to actually do something when he really doesn't other than serve as a warping spot, though he can collect stuff later. It's fun. I guess that's all I can really say about it. It's very simple in concept to, to Portal. Well, that's similar, yeah, yeah. Very similar, yeah. Con, very similar in concept to Portal, minus any of the momentum puzzles, such as jumping to your death to that you can be spit out of a second Portal to vault across a pit. Actually, there were That's, a couple. There were a couple parts that were kind of similar to that, and that you had to swap at the last minute before yeah. you landed yeah. on spikes or whatever. So there was a little bit of that, but um, but there are similar type moments present. Uh, the music is fun and catchy. One thing I thought about while playing was if this came out during the NES heyday, would it be a justified purchase at fifty beans? Answer is no, <laughs> because it doesn't offer anything more than it's one trick or swapping with an invisible guy. For the incredible price of free, it's a blast. I think it could also stand to be priced at a dollar or two, no more than three. Ha. Ah. He ended. He ended. He ended with a ha. If he was gonna put this on the Nest, though, like if if he was a legitimate Nest developer, this game would have had like two hundred some levels, if not more. I agree. I I actually think that. I mean, when I think about some of the games that were fifty dollars back then, um, this could have been one. I this could have been one, and and probably could have like, been one. But like I said, the the developers back then were like crazy they, they would have done just an insane amount of levels yeah and think just going back to the black box games again on this we brought up donkey kong that didn't even have all of the uh, stages from the arcade game they packaged that thing for 50 bucks it was like three stages three stages of donkey kong 50 dollars yeah yeah that's true it, uh, <laughs> it could have I think it could have done it. Uh, yeah I, I I definitely could have seen this early gen early gen ness I mean late gen no but out of the gate, sure, fifty bucks. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of stuff on the NES, even even late gen stuff that was just garbage, you know, and it was still fifty about fifty bucks. And uh... <coughs> Wrath of the Black Manta. <laughs> I'll never forget when I bought that game. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... We're gonna have just a game club show of Wrath of the Black Manta. We, we do gotta Wrath do it one day. We should do Wrath of the Black Manta one day because yeah, I I mean, I'll just real quick. Uh, I was in second grade. And um, I, I couldn't wait. Now, this is gonna sound so crazy, but I remember this because 
of just the effect that Wrath of the Black Man had on me. Um, and I was making my first Holy Communion, went to Catholic school. And I, all I knew from my brothers and sisters is that when you made first Holy Communion, you got a bunch of money from people. And I thought, I can't wait to buy my first NES game with my own money, right? So I choose Wrath of the Black Mana because <laughs> I love Ninja Gaiden so much. I thought that this, you know, surely this would be amazing. And I bought Wrath of the Black Mana and I went home and played it and I realized it was terrible like immediately. And I can remember <laughs> my mom coming upstairs and saying, how do you like your new game? And saying to her, it's really great. And thinking... God, this game is so fucking bad. <laughs> and that's what I'll never forget that. I'll never forget it because, like, I you know just that moment of finally being able to buy my own game, uh. and buying like a stinker, and just, you, you know, gotta stick with it, the horse that you got, baby. <laughs> and, you know, playing it to the point where I did beat it, you know. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that's, that's something you got to appreciate about like this day and age with the internet and game reviews and community and forums and places to talk to people, you know, that would never happen now because you, you, <laughs> at least you would probably have read, you know, uh, 50 posts or whatever on a, on a message board or a website or, or a video review about how much people hated this game and what a piece of shit it was. Uh, back then you just, it was like a, a crap shoot, you know, something had a cool box and maybe you knew that it was, you know, similar or done by someone that did a, another game that you liked, but uh, that's all you had. And, uh, yeah, you got burned on the back of that box, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what sold me was the big boss, the big, the big guy on the first stage. Yup. That sold me that picture, that screenshot. I was like, dude, this, this is going to be incredible. This guy's the size of the whole screen and nope. It was awful. Get him with like five yeah. ninja stars. You know what? <laughs> and another thing, I thought that was like a Ninja Gaiden ripoff, and I never realized until kind of recently that no, it's actually a Shinobi ripoff. It's yeah, yeah. But eh, oh well. Yeah. Uh, sorry. What, what, sorry. What, I, I totally got us off track. I said, uh, that's I said okay. that Magic NES name game. What, what yeah, does What does not kill you will only make you stronger. So I, all right, and then real quick, and real quick, <laughs> and then eventually I sold it to GameStop for fifty cents. Oh. And then eventually, I bought it again from GameStop for a dollar. Oh, what? <laughs> I own it. I have it again. Just... <laughs> well, I think that's what we're going to do. We're all going to go to Phil's house, and we're going to play Black Panther. Because I am not going to buy that game again. <laughs> uh, Phil, just, just to avenge your, your, your young self, I will steal the game off of a uh, website to play it. <laughs> <laughs> And in I like defiance how, i like how gamestop made 50 cents off me in the long run because uh, i you know i sold it for 50 cents and then bought it back for the dollar so they made the 50 cents off that me. that is something tons of bitches storage space that's all think of it <laughs> <laughs> i had to get it back i had to so what about do we have any no other community comments that was, that was all we got that was all we got um but okay that's all right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so what's on the show for next? Well, I don't want to say next week. Uh, two weeks from now, what's everybody playing? We are going to be playing uh, Wizorb, which Yay. has been requested um, by people, um, including us, as a game that I, th I think pretty early on we had wanted to do Wizorb. And I don't think we ever, back when we used to do the poll, I don't know that we ever put it up for a vote. Did we? No, we never oh. did. Because okay. we were waiting for um, a PC version, because it was only Xbox Live. At that's first. right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, 
now it's out. It's on PC. Uh, it's currently on Gamersgate and Steam, and it's on sale, I think, until the 21st, I want to say. Uh-huh. It's on sale. No, for... On sale right now on, ga- on Steam, it is $269. And Gamersgate, same price right now. Yeah? I checked I checked them as wow. well just to, to make sure. And, yeah, it's both um, – I think the Gamersgate version is DRM-free. Yep, that's and right. And the cool. Steam the Steam version obviously is has Steamworks Steam. and and uh, achievements and stuff. So. I was I was gonna say I didn't think it was out on Steam. It literally just came out yesterday. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was actually gonna go with another game. Again, this game I was gonna go with. Uh, it, it's it's uh, another world has been the game that like I've been for the past like three times that it's been my turn to pick. I've almost done another world and then I end up going with something else. So this time around, I, it was Wizard, and I saw that it was just freshly released and was on sale. So I figure that would be a a good one to go with. Um, so yeah, and uh, I'm hoping to uh, let me see here. Sorry, my, my, my <laughs> Skype. Some hot Wizard action. No, basically. my Skype just my Skype just beeped, and then I don't know why uh, I did that. So I thought something happened. Um, uh. I have uh, a couple extra copies I want to give out, so um, we're going to be doing that. I'll probably do that somehow through the Elder Geek Facebook page. So if you're listening to this on Friday when this episode comes out, uh, know that sometime within the next couple days, uh, I'll be posting on Facebook about how to uh, get a free copy of Wizorb from us. So be sure to follow Elder Geek on Facebook and Twitter, um, because I'll probably make sure that it ends up in both places somehow. Nice. And and real quick, uh, Wizorb, what it is, it's a hybrid. Um, it's kind of like Arkanoid or Breakout meet, meets like a role-playing game. Yeah. And it's done by, um, I forget his name, but he did a freeware game called Ninja Senki, which I may have actually mentioned on the podcast before, or I at least oh, mentioned yeah. it like, in comments on a podcast. It's published um, by Tribute Games. Yeah, and, and the pixel art is done by believe i think his name I, I, no that's not his name i'm not even gonna paul say paul robertson uh, oh all right i was right paul robertson um he does um he's pretty well known actually for his pixel art he did like the scott pilgrim game and stuff like that so oh, okay right on it's uh yeah so it's probably got some cool stuff going on and i've been looking forward to playing it and it'll be great to finally play it yeah so even if you don't get one of the free copies that we're going to give out you should definitely check it out it's only 269 for the next uh week or so uh and uh yeah, please check it out, play along with us, and uh, leave us some feedback. Don't make Frank do all the work, guys, because <laughs> you guys are leaning on Frank way too much. And, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I made Frank do the work. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I said, dude, we got no freaking community comments. I said the game's free. It's an hour long. And he goes, okay, I'll play it. <laughs> you know what? There's, there's something. There is something kind of intimidating about the free game because free games can be total hot messes of piles of crap. You know, it's like, and you're like, oh, it's a free game. I don't even want to play it to give you guys feedback on it. I know it's crazy. We've gotten to this point where we can't even be bothered with a free game. Yeah. But I think, I think we're going to get some better uh, results with Wizorb. This looks pretty cool. Um, Out of the user reviews actually so far on, on, um, on GG, it's gotten almost a a solid five. It's like a 4.4 out of, out of uh, 58 votes. That's pretty good. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to checking that out. That'll be that'll be fun. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, do we have any anything else we want to say about Alter Ego? I think we pretty much covered. I mean, if if you guys haven't figured out that we all loved it, then 
I don't know, rewind and listen again because because <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Game and you should be playing it right if, now. If you haven't played it yet, you know what? You need to the patch on your shirt that says like gamer or whatever. Like rip it off, turn it in at the front desk, leave your badge and your gun with Sheila on the way out. Uh, you, you you know it, it's not working out, guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and if you've been listening to the podcast version where you've been hearing the soundtrack, the great soundtrack, I mean, come on, what do I mean? What else do you need? What, what other motivation do you need to go play it? Yeah, this, the, the, <laughs> these guys did a great job, and they, they deserve success, and I want to play it on the 3DS, so get out there and get, spread the word. Make a 200-level 3DS version. <laughs> yeah, I, no. like how, I like how determined you are to have it on 3DS. I enjoy that. I know. I, I think, figured honestly, it, the blue and red contrast would make it badass, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, I'm done. All right. Uh, so, all right. That, that does it for this episode. Uh, I think we, we covered this game pretty pretty thoroughly. Um, definitely check out Wizard for next time. Uh, we'll have uh, links and all kinds of stuff up in the show notes on eldergeek.com. Um, I say this every time, and I guess I'll say it again. iTunes, Zune reviews. We would really appreciate it. Uh, you know, even if you just give us some stars, click on it. Give us one star. Give us five stars, preferably, whatever. Uh it would help us out. It helps us, you know, the more people rating the show, uh, the more chance we're going to get, you know, pushed up on the little chart thing so other people will see it and we'll get more people listening. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, be sure to give us a thumbs up uh, and subscribe to the Auto Geek channel because, you know, it's what we need to keep going is, is the more the more people participating and listening, the, the, the better the show the gets. The love. Because we, independent gaming sites are dying, and we're the best one left. They're baby. dying, man. They're getting yes. they're getting bought up and uh, bought all up kinds by of CBS. Yep. So uh, <laughs> we're the last bastion of. Uh, <laughs> well, not. I, I just want to touch on that real quick. How crazy is it that I that I, I I seriously cannot believe that Giant Bomb, which was started by Jeff Gerstmann, and I don't even follow Giant Bomb. I don't follow these and guys, and but... Ryan and and some of the other guys. Not right. Not just how Jeff. crazy is it? Yeah, that they started this thing. Because, you know, of the whole GameStop controversy, and now they are owned once again. Or not once again, but now they are part of GameStop. Or they're part GameStop. of CBS. And well, CBS yeah, yeah, they're not, not exact. With GameStop. But, GameStop. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, no, 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 don't, don't get me wrong. GameSpot is CBS. Like, it's the same thing as IGN is Fox. Game Trailers is Viacom. Like, that, right. that is the way these things go. So. Yeah. Yeah, Giant and, Bomb is now CBS again, and Fox, Viacom, and and whoever else are owned by you know, like one other company. So pretty much, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know the whole story. Owns Fox and and uh, right, right. I don't know the whole story. I, I I honestly just found out about it a few hours ago because I was away on a business yeah, I trip and I, I was I haven't I don't know all the details. I know that they issued kind of a big video thing about it where they kind of talked about the whole thing and. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't really have enough information to comment on it. But if that's it's the unreal, is if all, if is it's all. as if it's as what you said, Phil, as cut and try as as, as that is like you know Jeff got fired from GameStop uh, or Game Game. Sorry, I keep saying GameStop. What's that? It's all right. You good? No, I'm I'm breaking up a little bit, but that's all right. Oh, okay, I was just gonna say uh, that, uh, and I said GameStop, and I meant GameSpot. Jeff, I know, got, I've been saying it too. Jeff got fired from GameSpot. They started Giant Bomb and. If now the case is is that they are technically part of GameSpot, yes, that is that is pretty wild. I don't know that that it's as 
clean cut as that, but if that were the case, yeah, that would be pretty insane. And if I were Jeff, I, I guess I'd probably be, I don't know, a little pissed off. He seems off. excited. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess if someone, <laughs> yeah, if someone cut me a huge check, I guess I'd be excited too, so I don't know. He's, yeah, he seems excited because <laughs> they're all making a nicer paycheck now, but like, yeah, like, like I said, it's just... Well, it's hard. It's hard running an independent game site. It sure is. It, I, I, it's you know, there's a lot of apathy out there on the internet, so uh, it, it's tough. Uh, so when you're, you know, pouring your heart into podcasts and reviews and and articles and everything else, all all, all you're looking for is just to get more people kind of paying attention. So if you guys listening, my original point <laughs> can help us out a little bit with some ratings and reviews and subscriptions and. Uh, we, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. And, uh, we'll try to, like I said, I'm, we're, we're giving out, uh, free copies of games for, from here, you know, kind of out of our own pocket. And that's, that's just to show our appreciation to the people that, that, uh, are, are, are listening and participating. So that being said, be sure to uh, head over to eldergeek.com and head up to that little social box up there. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch TV. A lot of good stuff going on, and uh, we greatly appreciate your support. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> and very well said, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess that about does it for this episode of the Autarchy Game Club. Uh, we will be back in two weeks with Wizorb. For myself, Steve Wilkinson, and Phil Summers, and Randy, thank you very much for listening. 